Chara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges facing the industry in 21st century by a team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bichara Supply Chain. Uh, this is uh, Nurhadi House, and in today's episode, we are going to talk about uh, mitigating a global supply chain risk. And uh, we have a very special guest today, uh, Bindia Vakila, CEO of Resilient. Uh, it is a leading provider of AI-based supply chains, data monitoring, mitigation, and risk analytic solution based in the U.S. All right. So before we get started, uh, can you please tell us a bit about yourself and your operational background? Uh, so as you said, I'm the founder and CEO of Resilink. But um, prior to my uh, my entrepreneurial uh, foray, I was uh, uh, in supply chain sourcing and procurement roles at companies like Cisco, Flextronics, Broadcom. Um, I got my master's in supply chain from MIT. And I also sit on the MIT Center for Transportation and Logistics Advisory Board. Um, I founded an organization called the Global Supply Chain Resiliency Council, um, which is uh, an organization that has the goal to increase the adoption and best practices um, in supply chain risk management. So great to be here talking about this very important topic. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Bidia. In a global perspective, what are supply chain risks and what are types of risks global companies face in managing their supply chains? Supply chain risk is anything that can um, cause a company to not be able to produce and sell products to their customers. And um, uh, in order to make any product, you need raw material that comes from hundreds of sites worldwide. Look at a car, look at a phone. You just take a, put your eyes on any product and suddenly you will start to see buttons and um, cables and all this other stuff, packaging. You know, every one of those parts needs to be there in order for a manufacturer to build and ship the product, the transportation and logistics involved. Um, all of that, when something happens that allows, um, that disrupts the flow, of any of those variables, that becomes a, a risk that procurement and supply chain experts need to um, manage and mitigate. And how do we identify supply chain risks? Uh, what are tools for risk identification? Uh, do you have any recommendation on that? Everything in the world affects supply chain. <laughs> yeah. um, and I... Um, I mean, in, we re, uh, at Resilink keep an eye on um, things that can affect the flow of goods and services, and we look at about 50 different types of risks. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could be anything from factory fires, which in one year we picked up last year alone, we picked up about a thousand factory fires, just one event. And you, uh, you see, I've told you there are 50. So uh, we saw cyber attacks recently, right? With the colonial pipeline hack that caused a supply disruption. Then um, there are earthquakes, hurricanes, 
those types of web, extreme weather events. Then you have port strikes, labor strikes, um, any kind of uh, labor disruption anywhere for any reason, protests, riots, MNA can cause disruption, even though it's slower burn, um, you know, developing CEOs change. Uh, their leadership can cause a lot of turmoil. Then you have recalls in the supply chain. Um, you have price fluctuations, supply shortages. So it comes in so many different ways. Um, and, and as supply chain practitioners, what's really interesting too is that these risks are happening and getting reported in different languages. And when you have a global supply chain where you and your suppliers operate in 2030, countries around the world, it becomes very difficult to keep up with, you know, what is happening in Vietnam to my supplier or in Indonesia to my supplier or in Thailand or China or India or Germany. Uh, this is my another question, uh, Bindia. How can the risk of supply chains disruption be reduced? What is the best way to mitigate the risk? Things, you know, one is um, risk identification, uh, which happens by monitoring suppliers worldwide. Um, so this is, you know, for example, Resilink, which is a company I started, we keep an eye on 50 different types of disruptions in 100 languages. We monitor 75 different commodities and categories and raw materials um, that for any kind of pricing or supply constraint type of things. So there are other tools, but this is one way to keep your finger on the pulse of developments in hundreds of um, uh, you know, regions around the world that are critical to your business. The second is um, mapping the supply chain. A lot of times, um, supply chain experts, they don't really know where their suppliers are actually manufacturing things or who they are using in their supply chain. To give you an example, um, I worked at Broadcom, which is a fabulous semiconductor manufacturing company. Now, Broadcom would be in my, um, if I looked at Broadcom's address, then there, at the time I worked there, they had a headquarters in Southern California in Irvine. And um, we had a site in Singapore where we shipped product from. So a lot of our customers, when they had address for Broadcom, the address would be a California or a Singapore address. But we actually use suppliers in Taiwan and South Korea for wafer fabrication, assembly tests, and other um, functions. But none of our customers would have visibility to these addresses. And this is something I found out when I went to my subsequent employer who used Broadcom as a supplier. And I said, how is it that we don't know this information? And so I started extrapolating that to many, many of our suppliers and immediately noticed that we had very little visibility to exactly where our parts were coming from, who were involved in the supply chain, who were the manufacturers, subcontractors, CMs that were actually making the things we were buying from the supplier. So two basic things, one is who's in your supply chain, where is your supply chain actually located and where raw materials come from. That's the process of mapping. And the second is what I told you, monitoring these locations for all the different things that could bring down the supply chain. This is the basic foundation of how to then you mitigate risk so that you can immediately scan when problems happen, have early warning and go fix it. 
or proactively identify, hey, we seem to have a huge concentration of sites in hurricane region, or we have critical suppliers in earthquake zone, or, you know, here's an, a labor unrest region. So when there's seasonality, when there's um, some level of predictability, then having this mapping data allows you to proactively go mitigate the risk. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, now we are talking about the preparation. So how do we prepare for a major supply chain uh, disruption? You know, I give this analogy a lot of times. You know, if you are watching a um, ER, right, where emergency room in a hospital, um, it doesn't matter if one ambulance pulls up or 10 ambulances pull up. This was a really interesting case study that I had read somewhere. The nurses, the staff, the everyone, the doctors, they know what to do, where to go. You don't see them panicking. Right. Um, so this is why. Why is that? Because there's muscle memory. You know, they're they're conditioned to respond, um, and they do it with a calm, organized. They follow a process. The same thing needs to happen within supply chain sourcing, procurement, and um, uh, logistics functions, where we need to have access to tools access to information. We need to know how to get to that information. What are the supplier collaboration um, uh, methodologies or uh, rules that have been set up? And that needs to happen no matter whether it's one small winter storm that happened or, or a small factory fire that happened. But what happens is you condition the business to operate and respond and react in a continuous systematic way. And then when major disruptions happen, you use that same process, that same system, that same cultural you know, awareness of risk to respond to the major things as well. But you, it, it isn't something where you can suddenly say, oh, a big disruption happened, let's roll up our sleeves and scramble. It's too late. Yeah. Interesting. All right, uh, Bindia, uh, before we finish the conversation, uh, do you have any other critics way that you would like to share with our audiences? Something that I think is really important, particularly if there is someone from supply chain or procurement or finance that is listening. Um, you know, one of the things I've observed is that we are often in supply chain, we're very uh, focused on managing parts or managing suppliers that are high spent, meaning the parts of the product where, that are most expensive. Um, now the problem with that, like I told you, is that you need even the cardboard box to ship your product. So you could have a perfectly working product, but you can't package it and ship it. So every single item on a bill of material is important in order to ship that product out. And right now, if you are watching the news, you know semiconductors are in short supply. These are small components that have disrupted shipment of cars, billions of dollars um, in profit impact to many companies. The point being, every single part is important. And so instead of focusing so much on spend management, I think it's time the procurement profession starts watching things that affect revenue and manage all the parts that have the highest impact to business in a very careful way. Mm -hmm. Interesting. 
All right. So, I actually still have a couple of questions, Bindia, but so we are running out of time. So thank you for, very much for joining us today. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you at another time. Take care and bye. At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share Bichara Supply Chain and stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.bicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.